Hello, I'm Michael Lombardo. Today I'm going to be talking to you about how to hear the voice of God. Make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, make sure to hit that bell icon if you want content that will awaken, ignite, and equip you for your calling in Christ. And so today I'm going to talk to you about how to hear the voice of God. There's a lot of misconceptions in this area. The enemy really tries to lie to us in terms of do we hear the voice of God? All these different things. How do we hear the voice of God? We overcomplicate things so much. We we you know we make things so mystical sometimes that it's hard for people to understand it. And I've traveled the world. Um, I was in Bible school here in Dallas. I've I've traveled all over the country and overseas preaching the gospel. I've been a missionary. Been involved with different missions organizations, different Christian organizations, and churches all over. And I've spoken to people about the Lord. And one thing that I hear that believers struggle with often in different seasons of their life, if not in general, is how do I hear the voice of God? So this is a vital subject. I'm just going to give you some scripture. I'm going to give you some key points, and I will be producing more content on this channel to help you hear the voice of God, walk in intimacy with the Lord. And so I'm going to read you a scripture first, and this is out of John chapter 10, verses 27 to 30, and I'm reading to you out of the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, which is one of my favorites, all right? So I'm going to read you the words of Jesus, one of my favorite scriptures in terms of hearing the voice of God. Jesus said this, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. And then he goes on to say that I've given them eternal life and they shall never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. All that the father has given to me are mine and no one will take them away. And he goes on to say that him and the father are one. And then later on in that passage, he says that you know, that we as his sheep do not follow the voice of a stranger. That means we do not follow the voice of the devil. We follow the voice of the spirit that indwells us. If he is our shepherd and we are his sheep, that means we hear the voice of God. I want you to comment below and say, I hear the voice of God. That is very important. I'm his sheep. He's the shepherd. And I hear the voice of God. That is a positive confession. That is a confession based on the word of God and based on the will of God. We need to have this ingrained on the inside of us. Comment below and like, I hear the voice of God. Yes, you do. If you are a believer, born again, you hear the voice of God. You have been hardwired by the Lord to hear his voice. Hearing his voice is as natural as breathing for the child of God. As natural as breathing for the child of God. You see it all throughout the Bible. You see God speaking to Adam. Even when he sinned, God chased down Adam and Eve. He was walking with them in the cool of the day, and then they sinned, and then God is the one that initiated conversation with Adam and Eve. You see, even with Cain and Abel, Cain killed his brother, Abel, and you see God spoke to Cain before he committed the act of sin, telling him, do not let sin master you. And then when Cain did kill his brother, Abel, God initiated conversation with Cain again. All right. This is important because we think that if we sin or if we're in sin, that God does not speak to us, that there's some wall between us and God. Yes, we need to ask for forgiveness. Yes, we need to repent, change our mind, allow the Lord to wash over us with his loving kindness and forgiveness. But 
Jesus broke down every barrier that separated you from God. We even see it in the Old Testament. We see God speaking to Cain, and Cain is rebellious. Cain says, am I my brother's keeper? He pretty much responds in rebellion to God, and the Lord keeps talking to him. And yes, there's a consequence for Cain's sin, but also there's mercy shown to Cain. And you see it time and time again, God speaking to Abraham, God speaking to Noah, God speaking to Moses and dwelling with Moses as a friend, speaking to him face to face. You see, obviously, the Lord Jesus abiding with his father and the father speaking to him. You see Paul encountering the Lord, Peter encountering the Lord. You see this all over the Bible, God speaking to his people. This is common. This is normal. If you are a believer, there is no separation between you and God. He wants to walk with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to live a life of intimacy with you. And so the enemy wants you to believe lies about hearing the voice of God. Are you ready for these lies? Because there are several lies here I'm going to share with you. Lies that hinder us from hearing the voice of God. I can't hear the voice of God. Lie number one. It's so hard to hear the voice of God. I can't hear the voice of God. Stop believing those lies. If you believe you can't hear the voice of God or it's difficult to hear the voice of God, guess what? You're not going to want to press in. You're not going to want to spend that time to hear his voice and to pray because it's just, I can't hear him. It's impossible. We put up this daunting task in front of us. Okay. And so listen, if you believe you won't hear his voice, you're not going to hear his voice. Let it be done to you according to your negative faith. Okay. And so Don't say it's so hard to hear from God. Say it's easy for me to hear from God. I do hear the voice of God. I am his sheep and I hear his voice. May that be your confession. May that be where your faith lies. And then this is also lie number two. God speaks to everybody else except me. That is not true. That is a lie. God speaks to his children, every single one of his children. He does not show partiality whatsoever. He does not have favorites. He doesn't pick favorites, ones that he talks to, ones that he doesn't talk to, ones that he empowers with the spirit, others that he doesn't empower with the spirit, some that he heals, some that he doesn't heal. God's not in heaven picking favorites. Okay. It's not hard to hear the voice of God. You do hear the voice of God and he speaks to you as well as he speaks to everybody else. I'm going to share one more lie. People think, God isn't speaking to me because of sin in my life. I'm not worthy enough. Like I said earlier, God spoke to Adam right after he sinned. God spoke to Cain deliberately. He spoke to Cain after he deliberately sinned against God. You see it time and time again in scripture, the Lord speaking. How much more do we need the voice of God than after we sin? How much more do we need the presence of God, the empowering of God to repent and to receive forgiveness in life than after we sin? We need God in those moments. And so it's not that you're a sinner, that other people are more spiritual than you, and God only speaks to pastors and speaks to other people like that. No, he speaks to all of us. You hear the voice of God. That is your portion. Come on, if you didn't put that below, put that below. I hear the voice of God. I hear the voice of God. We must reject lies and believe the truth. And I want to say something to you. Let this sink in. You hear God more than you think you do. You hear God more than you think you do. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, that the one who joins with the Lord, that's you, a believer, those who have accepted Christ, believe in him and gave your life to him. You have joined with the Lord. It says those who have joined with the Lord are now one spirit with him. 
I'm going to dive into this sometime in the future and really, really break that open. But the fact is the Holy Spirit lives in you. You now have access to the emotions of God and the thoughts of God. You have the mind of Christ. So Jesus is thinking his thoughts on the inside of you. Sometimes you think like, oh, wow, I had this thought and I did it. And and now like I see that maybe maybe it was God that gave me that thought and you thought it was just you. Yeah, God did give you that thought. I'll give you one quick example. The other day, I kept thinking, I need to buy a shovel. I need to buy a shovel because there was some dirt in the back of my house, but I kept thinking, I need to buy a shovel. I thought it was my own thoughts. And so I went to Harbor Freight to get a shovel and all they had was those pointy shovels. I wanted a flat shovel, a wide flat shovel, but all they had was a pointy shovel. Okay. And I thought to myself, whatever, I'll just get the pointy one. I don't want to go to Home Depot right now. So I went home and then I put the shovel in the garage and then I flew out out of town and my wife's home with my two kids and my mother-in-law and our brand new baby. And my mother-in-law is bringing our kids to school and she sees a snake by the garage. Oh, a two foot snake by the garage. I'm in Texas. All right. And my mother-in-law's like, where's a shovel? And she looked around and she saw the shovel. Now, listen, we didn't have a shovel before this. And what else are we going to kill a snake with? But my mother-in-law grabbed a shovel and she killed the snake with the shovel. That was not my thoughts. That was God implanting in me an urgency to get a shovel so that when I was out of town, the man of the house out of town, my mother-in-law could take the shovel and kill it. Okay. I believe that was the Lord, but sometimes we think it needs to be some mystical encounter, some mystical experience. Like, yes, it is that sometimes, but also, it's just a thought that you have that doesn't go away sometimes. When you feel love for someone or compassion for the lost or a homeless person, guess what? That's the love of God in you. Christ living his life through you. And he's letting you share in his compassion, share in his love for that person in front of you. The devil's not going to give you compassion for a poor person. The devil's not going to give you love for your wife. Come on, that is God on the inside of you, living his life through you. And we get to partner with God because now we're one with him. That is a revelation that will change your life. Okay, that will change your life. And I'm going to give you a few points. So stick here, a few ways that God speaks to us. And I'm going to end it. And I'll have a deeper teaching on this later. Here are six ways that God speaks to us. Number one, through a still small voice. That means we need to get quiet enough to hear him. That means we got to stop babbling and be quiet so that we could hear the voice of God. Rid ourselves of distractions so that we could hear the voice of God. He speaks and we hear his words on the inside. Number two, we see. This is how God speaks to me often, through visions, through impressions, through my divine imagination. I see a picture. As I'm praying, I'm seeing pictures. That's how God speaks to me often. Many people call it a seer anointing. And so if you see in the spirit, type that below in the comment section. Let me know. I see. That's how I I hear from God audibly a lot of the time, or I hear from God speaking on the inside, or I hear, I, I see I see, that's me, I see a lot. So we hear the still small voice of God. We see in the spirit with the eyes of our heart. Also feelings, we feel the presence of God. We feel compelled or feel led. We, we could feel God on our skin, that happens. He, you know, I, could, I could sense darkness in a room with, with, through the discerning of spirits. I could sense darkness, I feel it tangibly sometimes. Or I feel the presence of God land on me. That is the way he communicates and the way that he speaks. I see what he's doing in the room, that he's present and moving in a manifest way. Okay, so that's number three. And if you hear from God like that, type it below in the comments. Obviously, we hear from God through the scriptures. That's how we weigh all of our encounters with God. Is it biblical? Does it have a biblical foundation and biblical root? 
Is this how God speaks to his saints of old? Okay, is this how he spoke to the apostles and the prophets? All right, to his disciples and his people. So we hear from God through the scriptures. You want a word from God? You're not feeling anything or seeing anything? Get in the Bible. He's going to speak to you. Number four, he speaks to us through people. He speaks to us through our pastors and leaders. He speaks to us through our spiritual fathers and mothers. He speaks to us through other believers around the world, okay? That's why we need to be plugged into a church and plugged into community. And number four, God speaks in unorthodox ways. He speaks through everything, man. He'll speak to you through a TV program, speak to you through a license plate, speak to you through uh, all kinds of different ways. And I've got tons of stories about that, which I'll share on another episode. And so you hear God more than you think you do. I hear the voice of God. Declare that. Believe that. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. If you want more content like this, subscribe, like, and hit the bell icon. It's my desire to awaken the church to identity, to see the church ignited by the power of the Spirit and equipped for their purpose. Bless you. Talk to you next time. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org lifeportoutintl.org or you can go to destinyimage.com the audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com and so bless you guys grab a copy of immersed in his glory thank you